You're listening to Test, Learn, Grow, where we believe that all marketing should create value, build trust, and inspire change. This is the Level Agency way. Hey, my name is Miles Biggs. And I'm Alan Reynolds. Alan and I are proud to be your hosts for this podcast. In each episode of Test, Learn, Grow, we'll be joined by agency team members and other members of the marketing community for radically candid conversations on all things marketing. So without any further ado, let's have one of those conversations and jump into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Test, Learn, Grow. It's Miles here, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Alan. Alan, how are you doing today? Tip top, Miles. How about yourself? Tipper topper, if that's a thing, right? I'm, I'm doing great today. And we are joined by the one and only Tim Fitzgerald. He is the team lead for our e-commerce team and also the head of our Media Center of Excellence here at Level. So, Tim, thanks for coming back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. After our last discussion, I was wondering if, ah, oh, Jesus, this is it for me. Well, <laughs> but luckily, luckily, they brought me back. So, I'm happy yep, to be here. made the cut made the cup. And we want to dive deep into e-commerce again today, but specifically the world of Facebook. It's one thing we hear from our fellow marketers out there is Facebook is frustrating. Facebook doesn't work. I've moved everything from Facebook to XYZ because it doesn't work. People complaining about iOS changes. We could go on and on and on. But here at Level, you and the teams have been able to sort of harness Facebook still and with all the changes that are happening, we're still able to achieve awesome results for our clients using Facebook as one of the methods. So initial question for you is, you know, at a high level, what is our approach to Facebook, right? And then we can dig deeper into how we've been able to find success still. Yeah. To answer that question, I kind of just to lay sort of like a timeline of like Facebook strategy and and what we've done in the past. It's a uh, Facebook for e-commerce has come a long way, but kind of a little bit of a fall from grace from like, I don't know, like even like four years ago when everybody and their mother was running a drop shipping business off of Facebook ads, right? Because the algorithm worked, you're able to do really smart things with targeting, build funnels, do all of that stuff. To now, like I, w- I wouldn't start a drop shipping business on Facebook right now. Just to clarify, drop shipping is like you don't actually make the product; you find a third party who makes the product, and then you run ads advertising the product. Now, where instead of having like one campaign with 20 ad groups, all with their own small little bid tests and different things, there. Facebook's best practice has been, you know, you want a big audience, you want a relevant audience, and then you want to just let the algorithm take hold, make sure the pixel's set up correctly, make sure you're using offline conversion tracking, all of that stuff, and just trust the machine. When you do that as a company, you kind of put yourself in a bad, bad spot because as Facebook, right, now that they're doing that, a lot of people, as Miles, you talked about earlier, people are saying Facebook either works for me or it doesn't. Right, because you're taking away a lot of the levers, the different cool little tricks that media buyers can do to get some results on Facebook. Maybe not at scale, but a good efficiency play. So with all of that said, how do we continue to be successful with Facebook when the best practice is all about consolidation and data and all of that stuff? So our approach hinges on a few things. The first is you got to make sure that it's the right product market fit not in terms of just your targeting, but the people who are on Facebook most frequently. So to that, I mean, if you're trying to reach Gen Z, younger millennials, while you can target them on Facebook, that's probably not where they spend their time, right? It's the amount of time they actually spend on that device. It's going to be expensive because how many people are trying to hit them and then the competition, blah, blah, blah. 
So if you're going for an older generation, right, like 50 years old plus, that's the main social network, right? That's where they're spending their time. So if you're going after an older audience, then you, you probably want to advertise on Facebook because they're going to have more screen time and you're going to be able to do more with that audience just because that's where they are. So that's the first thing, product market fit. And then the second thing is the quality of the data. So if you are, if your campaigns are all just based off of like interest targeting at this point, like you need to, you need to start building out your own like first party data repository, start intelligently segmenting those customers and those segments, and then using them in Facebook as lookalike audiences. So that doesn't mean take all of your customers or your email list, throw them into Facebook, build one lookalike audience. That means be intelligent about just like, okay, here is what this segment of our customers looks like. Let's build a lookalike audience off of that. Let's see what happens with that audience and continue to break it down based off the way that people interact with your business and use Facebook to find people who look like them. So don't use interest targeting. Well, you can, but don't rely on it. What this brings to mind, Tim, is back to our previous podcast with Brad, is this idea of design thinking sounds very intrinsically tied to media and data here, whereas you may not think of that, that might not come to mind. You might think of that in the creative realm, like how are we designing creative that emphasizes with the end user? But really, how do we build campaigns that emphasize with the end user is what I'm hearing from you in thinking more critically about who that final person is when we build media campaigns and when we set up campaigns. That's exactly right, Alan. And it's, that's, a, that's a really great call out. I think, I guess to put it in terms of like that empathetic thinking is who uses Facebook and for what, right? You can't think of it as just like, oh, it's a website and it's going to get me results if I press the right buttons. It's what do certain people look to this platform for? Is that my audience? And how do I optimize within that? So you have, uh, you're making sure that the product market fit is right. You have the data. And then the last one is creative testing, creative testing, creative testing, creative testing, creative testing. Engagement is still one of the best predictors of success within Facebook and within Instagram, within the family of applications. So what you want to start doing is doing creative testing and seeing how quickly it gains engagements within the, your target audience, right? If people are starting to interact with it more, leaving likes, comments, even if the, some of the comments are negative from what we've seen in the data, Facebook still just says, oh, that's engagement, give it a boost. As long as there is some engagement and some traction there, those ads tend to do well and always be iterating on that, again, with the empathy of what does your audience get out of Facebook. And then one last thing, just because it is something I still see, I've seen it in accounts that I've audited. Don't use link clicks as a campaign objective, please. Like it's okay. So use landing page views as your optimization event. Yes, the cost per click is going to be higher, but the reason that those campaigns tend to do better towards your goals is because when you do a landing page view, Facebook optimizes towards people who are likely to click on your ad. But when you do link clicks, Facebook is optimizing towards people who are likely to click on an ad, if that makes sense. So like yeah. Facebook knows who's going to click on an ad and it'll just show them those ads within your audience. And you'll get a really cheap cost per click. But then you're like, why is my conversion rate 0.0000002? I have no idea why this is happening. So don't use link clicks, please. That's just an aside, but don't, don't use that campaign objective. Sounds like once again, returning to that topic of quality. You can you can get a lot of data, right? You could have a lot of clicks, but at the end of the day, you're going to have low conversions because you're really not focusing on quality data and empathizing once again with the end user. Yeah. And honestly, Alan, like it's, 
Okay, you, you can cut this if you want, but even like trying to empathize with like Facebook data scientists or like the the algorithms that they build, like think about it logically, like okay, within this audience who's getting this from Facebook, I am showing them this ad and Facebook and the algorithm is going to try to show this to somebody who is most likely to convert. What does that engagement and that interaction look like, right? Whereas like to use a link click example, I'm just showing them an ad that says, I don't know, learn more about something. And Facebook, the algorithm is taken and saying, it's like, okay, find me somebody who's going to click this. doesn't matter what they're going to do. Just somebody who likes clicking on things, I guess. So does that actually accomplish your goals and what you're trying to do? So to summarize it, it's going through making sure that you're intentionally designing ads for the audience based off what they want to get from Facebook and what your campaign is trying to accomplish and thinking about how you can also intentionally use your first party data. It's not a matter of just set up some audiences, set up some ads, set up a goal and Facebook's going to run with it anymore. Like competition is high. The amount of data that Facebook has is much higher and you're just not going to, you're not going to get away with the same stuff. I will say though, I am challenging some of the media buyers internally to build like a Facebook circa 2016 build with like individual ad sets with different budgets, different bids, really small audiences. And I just kind of want to see what happens. Sometimes the old, the old, the old habits start to work again. Who knows? Sure. It's worth a it's shot. Like fashion, right? What, what was old is now new again. It always comes back around. Yeah. I like what you said about like thinking of the algorithm almost as like an audience. Right. Like a lot of people complain about it and throw their hands up and say, oh, they're making it impossible. But you want to think about the person you want to buy something and what they care about. But you also need to think about the people in between you and that person and how they're trying to facilitate that transaction and what they're going to look and see as as quality or something good. I think that's a, exactly. part that a lot of people don't do. Yeah. And this and I wrote about this. I think it's on the website blog. But the one of the saddest things for me as like a media buyer was when Facebook stopped doing Facebook auction live. This was like a live stream they did. I want to say it was like up to 2017. And it it was a combination of Facebook like account managers and the data scientists within Facebook. And it was a conversation between marketers, the account managers, and the data scientists. And what you got out of those conversations was that empathy of just like, oh, so this is how this is structured. And then it would change your approach. Like the one thing I got out of that, one of those conversations was the old Facebook quality metrics, right? This is uh, really like in the weeds, but the old quality metrics, you could run a regression, you could try to find some predictive power in them and you couldn't. It was like, it made no sense. It was like, why is my best ad scoring below average on everything? Like this makes absolutely no sense. So after a while, just like, eh, if your ad is below average, it's fine. So. I went in, I was asking questions in the in the conversation with one of the data scientists. They said, well, unlike the Google auction with your quality metrics, with Google, you take the quality metrics into the auction and it helps you in the auction, right? So if you have a high quality score, that's going to make things cheaper for you in the auction in Google. But on Facebook, the quality metrics were the result of the auction and it was on average within your auctions. A weird thing could be if your ad was scored below average, that was like on average in auctions, my ad relevance was below average, but all the times it generated a lead and it won, it may have been above average in that auction. So, and then from that conversation, I'm just like, oh, so this is a useless metric then. They're like, <laughs> well, no, it's helpful. It helps you understand. It's like, no, that's absolute. This means nothing.
That's a long, long-winded way to say, I wish Facebook would bring back that auction live, especially right now when like they're giving more power to the algorithm, they're consolidating things, they're doing all of that. Listen, it would be easier for us to navigate this and we wouldn't have to make these guesses and all of these crazy different data sets if we just had more information about the way that this is working instead of just us testing and assuming. And once we find something that works, just run with it. Right. So in the spirit of that, right, we do a lot of work behind the scenes that you mentioned, maybe clients don't see the behind the curtain, but we've had a great success coming off of Q4 on the e-commerce team, thinking about empathy with the end user and understanding the algorithm in the interim contributed a lot to the success of your team. I was hoping you could give us a little more background on what happened in Q4, some highs of that and how you're faring now. I, I don't want to give out any client specific numbers, but in a world where a lot of even like enterprise businesses apparently are struggling to drive even above one direct return on ad spend. I'm not talking in platform. I'm talking in your customer platform, UTM parameters going through, somebody clicked and bought a thing, not Facebook saying somebody saw an ad and then they made a purchase or whatever, where people are having issues driving like above a one. We were, we were reasonably above that even above a two and above a three and some campaigns where we're running user generated content well pseudo pseudo user generated content like sometimes even as high as like five six right so it depends on the campaign and but across the board it's again what, what we talked about earlier it's that intentionality with the creative with the data and the overall conversion settings of the campaign I appreciate those examples. It's it's cool to hear where some are struggling to make back the dollar they spent. You're you're getting a Lincoln for every Washington you put out there, Tim, which is cool. I mean, when I when I uh, talk about performance, like I I hope that there may be one or two people who are media buyers who listen to this who are just like getting started in like Facebook buying and all this stuff, and they can understand the frustration with the platform, and they can see just like yeah, there 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 is a way to do it and push back, get the data that you need, put the time into the creative, really think about your audience, learn more about your audience there because you can be successful with it. There's too many people out there talking in very broad generalizations about media buying and I really don't like it. So I guess another tip, don't use link clicks. Just going back to that, don't use that as a campaign objective. Love it. Yeah, I love all the specifics you brought to the conversation, the examples you gave. If people are listening and you are those media buyers, you want to pick Tim's brain, before he does Tim live, like Facebook used to do, you can uh, always click the email address that we have in the show notes of this podcast and send us a message to reach Tim or to reach anybody at level for us to help you decode Facebook like we've done for so many others. So Tim, I appreciate your time. I, I honestly think we should start a level discord. I, I want to do it so bad, but nobody else has buy-in. Well, let's gauge if you listen to this and you want to level discord, send us an email and we can prop up Tim's hypothesis here. Let us know. And if, and if you don't want to level Discord, also just email Miles. Just always email Miles. <laughs> just leads him out of it. Email me. That's right. Cool. Thank you both. Until next time, talk later. Thanks, Miles. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for listening to this episode of Test, Learn, Grow from your friends at Level Agency. For more information about what we do here at Level, be sure to visit us online at www.level.agency. And do not forget to rate and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Until next time, remember that the best way to do any sort of marketing is to test, learn, and grow.